Welcome to episode 99 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, Pastor, welcome. So glad I can talk with you today. Today, I want to talk to you about priorities, but particularly around the issue of time. Time. I remember as a kid, I thought I had all the time in the world. The days seemed endless. The summers seemed endless. It just seemed like we had all the time in the world. In fact, I remember particularly as a child being on the floor in the living room, and I had my sister's yearbook. And in the yearbook, you know, there are all the different classes of kids. And I looked at my class, and I looked at the picture, and it said, class of 81. And I thought, 81, 1981, that's so futuristic. This was in the early 70s at the time. And I remember seeing 81, and it seemed like it would, it would be so long till we got there. Jeff, that was 41 years ago. <laughs> that was 81 was 41 years ago and this was before that. Time just goes. Time is one of those non-renewable assets. Once it goes by, once the sand drops through the hourglass, it never comes back up. And there's only so much sand in the top of that hourglass. All of us has a certain amount of sand. We don't know how much it is, but there's a certain amount. And with every second that goes by, the sand is falling through the hourglass and our lives are leaking right out the bottom. Wow, that's, that is deep, isn't it? <laughs> that is deep and discouraging and discouraging. But God doesn't exist. We know this. God doesn't exist within the confines of time. So in a sense that if we have a relationship with God, if, if Christ is in us, and that's our hope of glory. If we're connected to the eternal God, time really isn't that big of a deal to us either. There's a sense where we're losing it every second, and there's a sense where we're going to live for eternity. We've got all the time in the world. But I like what Kerry Newhoff had to say in his book, At Your Best, and in his course uh, that I've taken from him, At Your Best, he talks about pockets of time that are connected to your energy resources. He talks about energy management, really. And he talks about doing the most important things at the time of the day when you're at your best. Doing your top-rated items when you're at your best, and hence the name of the book, At Your Best. And I wonder, if you haven't read that book, I'd encourage you to read it. If you haven't taken that course, I would encourage you to go online and maybe sign up for that course with him. But at your best, when are you at your best? And when you are at your best, are you doing the most important things that you have to do then? Because for me, when I'm at my best is early in the morning and then late at night. I wish it were one or the other, you know, so I could go to bed early or so that I could get up late. But for me, I'm often cheating sleep. And I know that's not a good thing. And I continue to work on that. But I'm at my best at night when everybody else is asleep and I've got my quiet time. I'm not being bothered by anybody. Nobody's going to distract me. I'm not thinking about other people. I can be focused on the task at hand. And then I'm at my best early in the morning before everybody else is up and at and before things are going on. I know that there's nobody that needs me. Nobody's going to call me. And I can simply focus on what's right in front of me. That's when I'm at my best. I wonder, when are you at your best? And do you do the things that are most important in your life that you've prioritized as the top 
20%, the top two items on your list of 10 to-do items, do you do those most important things when you're at your best? Or do you try to do the really important things? Like for me, a terrible time is middle afternoon. Terrible to focus on anything. That's the time when I need to be out. I need to be with people. I need to be engaging. I need to be moving. I need to be talking. Otherwise, my eyelids, man, between 2.30 and 4 p.m., I don't know what it's like for you, but 2.30 to 4, not a good time for me to be focusing on detail or any kind of deep work or anything that requires deep thought. But probably two of the most helpful perspectives that I've had, okay, three, the first one, do the most important things in your life when you're at your best. And Kerry Newhoff did a great job in laying that out in his book. But then two other things, we talk about blocks of time, where we take a block of time and say, this is what I'm going to do in these three hours. And we kind of push off all the other distractions, shut the doors, you know, pull the blinds and, and, and put up the sound barriers and try to really focus that's been really helpful for me. Early in the morning, I try to have a block of time before I get started with my day with everybody else and everything else is going to happen. And then late at night, I try to do another block of time where I can really focus and get the most important things done. And then another concept is just pockets of time, to not waste the pockets of time. So for instance, I have one of those little, let's see, what are they called? They're called uh, Apple HomePod Minis one of these little round speaker things, I've actually got it set up on the counter in my bathroom. And in the morning, I will connect my phone to that speaker. As long as I'm not going to bother anybody else in the house, I connect my iPhone to this HomePod mini, and then I listen to podcasts and I listen to Audible on that because it's loud enough to be heard over the my electric shaver, over the shower, over any noise that may be in the house, I can listen while I'm getting ready in the morning. And that's a pocket of time where I can listen to a whole podcast episode, and pretty much any except for one of Carrie Newhouse that might be 70 minutes long. But if I've got a 30 to 45-minute episode, generally in the morning, I can listen to the whole thing just while I'm getting ready for the day. That's a pocket of time for me when I'm traveling to my office. It's just a seven-minute ride, but I've always got something that I'm going to listen to. And it's a time when I also eat my breakfast. I have a bar, and I have a shake, and I do that in the car on my way to the church while I listen to something else. So I'm killing three birds with one stone, little pockets of time. And I'm not rushed. I'm not stressed, but but I try to take those pockets of time and redeem them for something, for, for a good investment. I'm going to drive to Omaha pretty soon. I go there several times a year for some committee meetings, and that's a two-and-a-half-hour drive. And I will often make, I make phone calls, you know, just all kinds of stuff now that you can do when you're sitting in a car. Or when I'm out for a walk, I've always got my AirPods in my ear. Sometimes I'll take them out and I'll just walk a mile and just listen to the sounds. A lot of other times, though, I'll be listening to things that really help me. So pockets of time, your energy blocks, your blocks of time. Time is non-renewable. All these things are true. Time is something I think we often get stressed out about when we shouldn't. And at other times, we often waste it when we shouldn't. I think both are true. But I try to take the approach to time that is similar to Rick Warren's approach to ministry. and He calls it relaxed concern. 
and I have a relaxed concern about time. I'm concerned about it, but I don't get too uptight about it either. Anyway, I hope this was helpful for you, Pastor. I love you. I love what you're doing. I'm so glad that you're in ministry. I'm glad for your people. I'm glad for your community. I'm glad for your leadership. And I'm glad to be able to give you any kind of helpful encouragement at all that this episode might offer. You have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.